This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. All right, good afternoon, good morning, and or good evening. And welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast, episode 54. I'm your host, Adam Bell, and joining me is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. Hey, What's Peter. up? <laughs> What's, What's happy, up? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yes, indeed. Yes. Today is a good Friday. Well, it's not, not literally good it's Friday, not but... that good it's Friday, but not, it's a good yeah, friday it is a good friday and, and you know why because there are some weeks when i'm only working four days i mean not like not working but i've only got like four days of productive work and friday kind of sucks because i have to work till like six or seven to actually finish up for the week so today mm-hmm. i'm caught up my billing and everything's done for the day which is awesome bingo bingo so Check out what, what I'm going to sh- shoot on Saturday. Of course, my listener, you cannot see this, but I'll put a post of it. If we did a video podcast, it would. What, uh, move that. I can't quite read. the. Uh, what, what do we got there? It is a Beretta Nano. It's a 9 millimeter. Okay. I, don't, I don't know if you'll notice, but it's all rounded and stuff for your pockets. Mm-hmm. It's a concealed carry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a... It's not a baby bedroom gun because I've got one of those, but they f- they're so ridiculously small that it you know it's like a firecracker going off in your hand five times. Well, and how it, how how si- how what um what size is that compared to like a Glock 26? Uh, well, it just so happens I have a Sig 229 right beside me, and it is a similar size to a Glock. Oh, okay. Here, I can't. Yeah. So it is. This is a is definitely smaller, but it's not a baby. Now mm-hmm. you know they they call it a baby, but it's that's it's not, that's what I have is the baby Glock. The, the baby Glock. Yeah. yeah. And Sig, I mean, they're solid guns. I, I. Uh, um, I, but I've been wanting to conceal carry because my SIG is completely reliable. I mean, that's what the military uses. That's what the police use. It's super awesome. I've never had any problems out of it. And I don't know how many. I've shot thousands of rounds through that thing. And uh, But it's big. <laughs> you know. And I wear a nice shirt and dress pants every day when people see me. And there's no good place to hide that. <laughs> <laughs> I find that to be the case pretty much with like every gun. I don't know if that means that like I wear my clothes too tight or what. Do you wear uh, skinny jeans? I do have a couple of pairs. I do wear them from time to time. But even if I'm not wearing skinny jeans, like if I'm wearing more loose fit jeans, mm-hmm. I have to like cinch my belt really tight to keep the gun from falling down. Um, um, you know, falling, falling down, like yeah. lo- taking my pants down. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and when you cinch that, you know, around your belt around your waist really tightly, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it basically the, the gun prints through. Yeah. You're uncomfortable so. all day long. So, so your real choice is to wear like an in the waist holster, but even then you got to wear a shirt that looks sloppy. 
because I can't walk in with my dress shirt un- unplugged, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can't do that. So even if even if I am wearing the whole shirt, I can't wear this, like, in my dress clothes. Yeah. Just, I mean, the closest thing I could do is an ankle holster, but that's... I was just <laughs> thinking that, and that won't work with skinny jeans, obviously, but, no. uh, you know, with my boot-cut uh, Levi's, that might fit in there, so... Yeah, yeah, it fit fine, but, you know, it's kind of... I mean, it's, I don't know how many pounds that is, but then you put five nine millimeter lead bullets in there as well. Eh, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's yep. kind of yep. a heavy little thing on your leg. Yep. But yep. so here's the cool thing, Peter. Uh, this says on it, and I should, I should have known this, but I did not know this. So shame on me, but it's made in Gallatin, Tennessee. Okay. And I'm in Sumner County, and Gallatin is also in Sumner County. So it is the next city to me. They made this gun right next door. So you could have driven over there and saved shipping. I could have saved shipping by going <laughs> over. I don't know why my local gun store didn't have it in stock. <laughs> Apparently they don't shop local, or they don't sell local, or buy local, or whatever it is that you're supposed to do these days. Yeah. <laughs> but I haven't got to shoot it yet. I'm going up to my mom's tonight, and mom and dad's, and I'm going to shoot it. Because I don't, uh, I don't want to carry something I've never shot. Mm-hmm. So. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a pistol update. That's nice. That's uh, pistol what update. else? What else you got going on? Anything uh, business related? Oh, yeah, I've got a couple things business related. Uh, one of the things. So I, I started using a new product called. Uh, well, Carver, and they're using an antivirus product called uh, Sentinel One, and it's a very uh, comprehensive antivirus. It's watching like 100% behavior and hash uh, algorithms for the well, not hash algorithm, hash identities of executables and that kind of thing. So if it knows it, it doesn't doesn't run it or if it's doing something that the computer knows it shouldn't be doing or would be unusual for a user to do like if I were just happen to be writing PowerShell and generating emails and pinging a couple of these sites in China and Russia and Poland, you know, seeing if I could get to those, that would be unusual behavior to happen within 10, 15 seconds. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's looking for those things. And it actually saved me a bunch of work this week. One of my customers was uh, doing, as far as I could tell, they were not doing anything fishy and they didn't do anything stupid. You know, so they 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 weren't surfing for porn and they weren't downloading games, you know, so they were legitimate. He was actually on real tracks. And of course, no real tracks is very loosely regulated as far as what you can put up there. You got to be a realtor and you got to be a member. But there are a lot of members who can post things there. You get Mm -hmm. one of those compromised. So he was on a website, a real track website and just regular email stuff and this thing started going on his computer and Carver called me right away Uh, they're like we've stopped this we need to roll back and we want to make sure that the user is off and out of the way and um, rolled it back so within 10 minutes we had the whole thing remediated rolled back the user wasn't even there so they didn't know they didn't know anything about it Mm-hmm. So they were, uh, they were very pleased when, I, especially when I told them. I said, "Well, 
This probably saved me about three hours of work restoring your entire server <laughs> from yesterday and every other workstation that could have become encrypted because it was it was working it was working hard to queue up some encryption across the board there. Mm-hmm. So so that saved me. It, at least it was worth the money this month. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, that's good. You know, yeah. like, kind of like insurance. You know, it's it's nice when one of these occasionally actually pays off. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's yeah. cool. So I was grateful for that. So that good I job. I didn't have and and the thing is I didn't have to do it. I mean that's that's the difference is and that's why I bought that service because yep. that could have happened in my board I mean with my old antivirus software mm-hmm. and I just would have not known it mm-hmm. uh, in a, in as timely manner as they knew it because that's mm-hmm. all they're doing is antivirus. Right. No, that's pretty slick. Mm-hmm. That's pretty slick. I like that. So. Cool. So what's new with you? Uh, well, um, business-wise, not a heck of a lot. Uh, personal-wise, lots of updates. Did a, uh, did a, uh, tubectomy on my mountain bike. Oh, and I went <laughs> I was, I was like, you had a vasect... Wait a minute, what? A tubectomy would make a lot of things useless. <laughs> yeah. But actually on mountain bikes, it, uh, it has the exact opposite effect. So, <laughs> yes, at my friend's suggestion, we uh, yanked the, the tubes out of my mountain bike, which allows me to run at uh, lower tire pressure and have greater uh, resilience against flat tires. So, um, I, we, we went to Killington on the 4th of July and we're downhilling that all day and it was a lot of fun. And then afterwards I went to his place and we, uh, you know, yanked out the tubes, which is, um, you know, first you wonder like, okay, why would you do that? And uh, you may also wonder, like, can you do this with any bike? You can't. Um, <laughs> you, you have to have the, the rims and the tires themselves have to support this. Mm-hmm. And then you buy this little conversion kit, which is essentially uh, a bunch of uh, liquid latex, you know, glue, goop. And uh, you pour it into the tubes, spin it around a bit and replace the stems because obviously the valve stems are usually part of the tubes. So you insert, you know, a new stem into the tire uh, itself or into the, uh, sorry, into the, uh, the, the rim yeah. itself. And then uh, you pump it up. And uh, I only rode on it once since doing this. And I had a really, really good day. And I wasn't feeling all that good. You know, it's not like well, I wasn't like, primed i wasn't pumped i hadn't drunk like four red bulls um you know it's just but but i was finding myself going up over things that i had previously had a lot more difficulty with and uh so i was you know i'm sold i think the the only significant difference there was the you know going tubeless Mm -hmm. so i'm really looking forward to getting out on the uh the bike again out on the trails and uh you know having some more fun so that was pretty cool were you did it slow you down any not really. Uh, like I said, I was I wasn't feeling all that energetic. So you know, if you are running at a lower pressure, you are going to have more drag. Um, that's the trade-off. More traction equals more drag. Mm-hmm. So you know, you have that. That's just going to happen. So I'm sure it did, but it wasn't. Uh, you know, when I'm out mountain biking, I'm not really racing. And when I'm getting the speed, it's usually on the the downhills, on the descents anyway. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it really didn't uh, didn't didn't negatively negatively affect me in that way, so that I was uh, perceptive of it. Mm-hmm. 
So that was pretty cool. I, I was having having fun. Cool. What, so, what about this? Uh, you said something about an iPad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I didn't. I had an i I had an iPad Pro incident on eBay, uh, so I bought I bought an iPad, one of the big ones, one of the Pro, the 12 uh, 12 inch iPad, and mm. perfect. I mean, I got it. It it was it was used. It wasn't dented. It wasn't scratched. Everything's good. I pulled the uh, SIM out of my existing iPad, put my SIM into the iPad, and I've been using it. Um, off and on, depending on what I'm doing, since November. So I had I had two iPads. I have the the big one, and I have the the regular size iPad Air 2. And so I'd take them to conferences, whichever you know. If I was at a longer conference, I'd want the bigger iPad just so I have more real estate and can work more. You know, whatever the need is. Well, so I sold it on eBay because I was like, well, I want one of the new iPad Pro. 10 inches, um, and I just don't use the the big one enough to keep it around. It sits a lot, um, so I sold it. And the guy that I sold it to, uh, he he said everything's perfect except we have a problem. And I was like, what's the problem? He said, well, I took it to Verizon and tried to get it activated, and it has not been paid for completely by the previous owner. Com- Completely. Completely. So they probably had it on a contract and then yeah. stopped paying and kept the device. So yeah. so they wouldn't activate it unless it was paid for. <laughs> and, of course, communicating over eBay is not all that great anyway. So, <laughs> But I told him, I was like, dude, call me. Here's my cell number. Call me. Because I was thinking, you know, if it's a if it's a reasonable cost to get this thing, re, you know, to where he could use it, I would just pay mm-hmm. it. You know, because right. otherwise he's going to give it back to me, and I'm going to have a $500 iPad that I that nobody can do anything with, um, except in, unless you don't mind using Wi, you know, Wi-Fi only, no, no Verizon. But apparently that's that was his need. But so he, I sent him a thing, and I don't know if he's sending it back or not. Um, and I told him, I said, well, maybe you could just buy a SIM and add it to the account, and not like put it on you know the registered device by a sim i said but i understand if you don't want to fool with it just send it back to me mm-hmm. and and i actually haven't heard anything back from him but so going forward i've bought i've bought four or five ipads off of ebay and i was either using them for wi-fi and it really didn't matter but mm-hmm. going forward i will now be checking that stuff before i just uh <laughs> You know, just assume it's good. So yes. you got to take it to Verizon and say, I need you to check the history on this. Is this good? So listener, make sure you check that. Because cause what I hate is I hate I hate this guy probably thinks I was trying to pull something. And I was absolutely not trying to pull something, which is why I sent him the, ref, you know, the return right away. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, send it back. You know. Yep. There's so much. I mean, you know, I hate to sound like uh, paranoid, whatever, but there are a lot of scams out on the internet that mm-hmm. people need to be aware of. Um, I happen to know somebody right now is trying to sell her mountain bike so that she can replace it. She's got a hybrid trail mountain bike, and she wants to replace it with like a hybrid 
road bike mm-hmm. you know like more of a city bike so it depends on who you're asking you know the the definition of hybrid could mean many things it's kind of yeah. like the tri-state area <laughs> you know <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. which tri-state are there well, there are lots of places where there are three states in an area, <laughs> yeah. right? uh-huh. so um as it happens the um you know she's going basically from from mountain bike trail bike to like uh you know roady trail bike to road bike kind of thing Mm -hmm. something more more geared towards pavement than dirt Mm -hmm. and uh she listed it and immediately got a response and somebody was saying you know like hey this is great um you know just let me know uh you know I, i i saw your ad i posted it uh uh, what does she said here? Oh, the email starts off. There we go. Let me just go through this. This is a good, good topic. <laughs> Do you still have the item available for sale? If so, I'm satisfied with the price. I prefer to make the payment through bank certified business cashier check. Let me know if that is acceptable and get back to me with the name and address to make the payment too. Thanks, John Stephen. Okay. So followed up with... I'm presently in Washington, D.C., here for company conference annual meeting. Initial caps on all of those. Mm -hmm. Company conference initial meeting. Dot, dot, dot. I live in Oklahoma, and I will send the payment to you on Monday. Get back to me with name and address that I'm directing the payment to. Thanks! Exclamation point. (laughs) Four. Four exclamation points. Oh... Okay. So all of a sudden now, you know, the, the first email after uh, upon rereading it, you know, it's like, um, do you still have the item, not mm-hmm. the bike? You know, so I was just like, okay, a little generic. I didn't catch that the first time around, mm-hmm. but I was like, okay, well, what could go wrong if the guy wants a cashier's check, right? You know, but so essentially so far, if she had responded, she would have been conned into divulging her name and address. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Um, You know, I'm I'm not sure what the next step in the scam would be, but obviously it would lead to something, you know? So I don't know, but uh, you know, there's a lot, a lot of, scam stuff going out on there i think you might have another uh, example don't you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um and i do so the uh i got well and here this is this is really gray so you're talking about my my scam spam here mm-hmm. and i follow up on it so uh, so it says Dear sir madam about the sublime comp we have something to confirm with you we are an we are an agency engaging in registering brand name and domain names on july 13th 2017 we received an application named surlery it looks like celery but it's surlery company surlery and they apply to register sublime comp as their brand name and some top level asian domain names but we found the main body of domain names is the same as yours and we're not sure about the relationship between you and them as a registrar, so we need to check with you whether your company has authorized the company to register these names. If you authorize this, we would we would finish the registration at once. If you did not authorize this, please let us know within seven work days. After the deadline, we will we will unconditionally finish the registration for Surlery Company. Looking forward to your prompt reply. Please kindly forward. <laughs> forward forward this email to to your ceo or appropriate person thanks a lot best regards luke wong senior advisor manager 
and he had a link to um, uh, what is it? Get got it got it dot org, and they are some sort of. Have you ever seen those uh, domain registration renewals in the mail? Oh yeah. Yeah, that they just sent out. of America. Yeah, yeah. So they were they were big in the day. So it's really great because they're kind of they're kind of legit, but they're like they can actually take your money. Yeah, <laughs> they're legit enough legit enough to take your money. Yeah, but I think I think where their stick is is they take your money. So like if GoDaddy, you would buy the same domain name for seventeen dollars a year. They'll take your money for like a hundred and seventy dollars and register it through somebody else, and then take your. So it's gray enough business that it's like what (laughs) well i mean but this is this is analogous to um long distance carriers slamming back in the day where they would train you know get you to change without your knowledge or 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 whatnot and we used to get tons of those we also used to get solicitations uh in the mail from uh was it the yellow pages inc Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it would be a bill, and you know, it would say in micro tiny fine print, "This is not a bill," <laughs> but it would be a, a you know a faux bill for your Yellow Pages listing. And the misconception among many people who kept these people in business was this was their advertisement in the phone book. And it wasn't. It was a complete scam. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, you'd get bills. And one of the uh, organizations that I was affiliated with, we got a bill. And the treasurer was like, oh, I have to pay this. And uh, a good friend of mine who happened to work in telecommunications and was familiar with this practice was like, no, throw that away. <laughs> yeah. It's a scam. Yeah. So, well, and and they they do. That's they've got to get your emotional response. It's kind of like marketing, but mm-hmm. they've got to get your emotional response, and that's what they're trying to do. They're like, you, somebody is getting ready to register your domain or register your company name. Oh yep. crap! That can't happen. That's my company. That's you know, right? <laughs> you you start losing rational thoughts. And you're like, well, no, we got to stop that. We got to stop it now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's the same thing. But you should be aware of that. I mean, this is why, you know, we can't stress it enough. We've, you and I have talked uh, about this a number of times and we have told our, you know, our clients and our customers a number of times that you've really got to be careful, uh, you know, and you've got to understand your IT overall IT position, you know, so that if you do get a scam, you don't just do this. Was it, we saw something um, uh, about, uh, what was it, like Facebook? There was an ad in the journal, uh, or an article in the journal a couple of weeks ago, talking about um, invoice scams, Mm -hmm. where companies, even, you know, like big companies will just get invoices, and somehow it just gets up the food chain, and it gets paid. Yeah. And so now apparently validating your invoices and stuff is a service that companies are now offering to make sure that you're only paying the valid invoices. Dude, we could do that. Dude, we totally could. (laughs) You know, even if my process is like, are these guys existing vendors of yours? 
No. No. Don't pay it. <laughs> yeah. That'll be $500, please. <laughs> we could definitely do that. Yeah. <laughs> I see a new business model here. It's a, so, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I do have one more spam. This one just made me laugh. I, don't, I guess we'll probably have spam forever and ever now, or at least yeah, until well, it becomes unamusing. I was so, going to say, it might become a, a, a regular feature segment of the show. <laughs> so this email is from the U.S. Department of Treasury. Uh, I was like, oh, bummer. At <laughs> office at rovegeva.local. So that ought to give you some idea. Rovegeva. Rovegeva.local. <laughs> but it says, uh, Dear Beloved, that's a subject line. Dear Beloved. <laughs> Dear Beloved. And then it says within there, Dear Beloved, I'm delighted to inform you that your funds has been been approved for payment to you. Please has get, been been. Has been been. Please get back to me for immediate payment. Yours faithfully, Stephen Turner Munchen, Secretary of Treasury. That's <laughs> like, dear beloved. Hmm. <laughs> I imagine if I ever receive a letter from the real U.S. Department of Treasury, they will probably not open up with dear beloved unless i owe them a lot of money yeah <laughs> we love you <laughs> send us more send us more money <laughs> more oh money so i did want to give you uh, a crossfit update let's hear it so i've been uh you know i've been doing crossfit now for a year and uh three months uh, mm-hmm. pretty pretty straight i did get injured last july kind of my fault but whatever uh but that's the only time i've gotten injured i kind of tore a muscle but i tore a muscle right before i was going on vacation so really it it was healed by the time i went back but anyway so today i mean i'm i'm actually got pretty good wind i am disappointed at how long it took me to get where i feel good at it (laughs) you know it's like i've been doing better but it's like i actually have some wind and can do some work but we did these awful things today called man makers so we <laughs> we rode 300 yards or 300 meters row 300 meters and then you do uh 10 man makers with 50 pound dumbbells all right so, don't, don't keep us in suspense yeah so you, you you get on the ground in a push-up over the dumbbells and you grab one dumbbell and pull it to your chest so okay. You, so you've got your feet on the ground and your other yeah. hand on the ground. So okay. you grab one dumbbell, pull it to your chest. Then you do a push-up on the dumbbells. Then you grab the other arm, pull it to your chest. And then you jump your feet up to the barbell or dumbbells like a burpee. Mm-hmm. Stand straight up with them and do an overhead thruster. with or Not a thruster, a um, push press. Right. That'll so, make a man out of you. <laughs> that'll make a man out of you. And I was doing that with 50 pounds. So that was 100 pounds I was doing that. And 50 we, pounds each barbell. 50 I mean, pounds. Each, each dumbbell. Each dumbbell. So, uh, and That's we, impressive. <laughs> and did that five times. <laughs> not, not once, not twice, but five times. Five whole man makers? Five whole man... Uh, yeah, five man maker... Ten... Ten of them in the set. But, okay. So, but I actually couldn't do. So we had it was a it was a buddy or a buddy workout. So I had three minutes, and then my buddy had three minutes, and I got the first time I got first set I got nine, and then the preceding 
four sets, I got sixes. But I was I was okay with that because I thought it had, for me I felt really good about it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought I was going to throw up on the second set, and I uh, powered through and did not throw up. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've never thrown up on CrossFit. Uh, I've that one wasn't really close. I mean I was uncomfortable, but there was another time I really thought I'm going to Ralph. <laughs> 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 and did you? Did not. Did not. I've still. So I thought never, you were gonna, but you didn't. No, I held it together. I have never. I don't think you were working hard enough. Yeah, I've never thrown up working out. Um, I've, I've, I, clearly, I'm not working hard enough. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. So uh, we crack ourselves up. Yeah, I amuse me. <laughs> You amuse you. Yeah. So you got to tell me, uh, you, you got some other updates there, but you got to tell me about the Tesla. Uh, okay. Well, first we have to see how did we get to the Tesla. How did how did you get a Tesla? <laughs> I got to back up a bit here. Well, I okay. didn't get a Tesla yet. <laughs> As I'm sure we've covered before, um, I have pre-ordered a Tesla Model Three. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they're supposed to be delivering them like any day now, we still don't know exactly what they're going to cost, <laughs> <laughs> which is a little weird. Um, and uh, so, so the idea behind the Model Three is that it's supposed to start at around thirty thousand dollars. It's you know, and not a, uh, a mid mid range, you know, not quite an economy car, but certainly not a luxury car like the S, and it's not an SUV like the X. Um, problem is, I ordered, I pre-ordered mine, and it, uh, by all estimates, will not be ready for about another eighteen months. No, no, fifteen months, fifteen months. So next September. By then, the federal electric vehicle credit incentives will almost certainly have been exhausted. Uh. And right now, that's $7,500. Oh, wow. Right. So, by one uh, Tesla fanatic's estimations, this is the guy who, uh, I think his website's, uh, I think it's teslarati.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, he put together estimates based on educated guesses and existing prices uh, of like peripherals on the Model S, things that Elon Musk has tweeted, stuff like that, to say, um, you know, to predict what a fully loaded Model 3 might cost. And, you know, by fully loaded, I mean um, it's going to have full autopilot and auto drive capability. So it's got all the cameras and it's got the hardware upgrades so it can do that. Uh, All wheel drive, sub-zero package, you know, premium interiors, etc. And when you add all those up, it could conceivably be like $55,000. Conceivably. Conceivably, that is conceivable, right? So, you know, close to double the price of the entry level $30,000. Well, of course, I want those bells and whistles. Uh, Yeah. Right? Now, here's the thing. A Model S, which is their luxury sedan, starts in in the 60s range. So... I said to myself, okay, so I can have effectively a fully decked out Toyota or I could get an entry level Lexus, right? 
So, so I, let me start thinking about this. And so I started looking around and I went to the Tesla dealership and uh, I uh, took a look and they have some um, like showroom models and uh, demo inventory, sometimes with like 50 miles on them. So, you know, really, they've just been like driven around, you know, in test drives and they knock like sometimes $10,000 or more off of these. Yeah. Plus, you still have the federal electric vehicle incentive to, to, to factor in, which is going to be going away, you know, by the time my Model 3 is available, almost certainly. So, I have made a strong case to myself. I have convinced <laughs> myself that uh, it is worth looking into doing this. Yeah. And, and possibly upgrading and getting the S. Now, the only problem is, I don't have any money right now. <laughs> <laughs> because because I sunk every penny I have into this new condo that I just bought. So what kind of idiot am I to be thinking about buying a brand new luxury car, you might ask? <laughs> what kind of idiot are you? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> because because I have already been counting my 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 uh, eggs before they hatch, so to speak. Like a few weeks ago, I bought an Apple Watch, and uh, my Apple AirPods are ske scheduled for delivery today. And uh, I've been splurging a little bit on things. And um, well, I was sort of waiting for my uh, or counting on, I should say, not waiting, counting on the fact that my Somerville condo which was on the market was going to sell real soon for a lot of money mm -hmm. and you know it had been on the market for a week and i hadn't gotten any bids and in the boston area that's really weird mm -hmm. so i was really concerned luckily on monday i got an offer nice yep so uh the offer came in at five thousand dollars below what i had it listed for I replied with my counter offer and said, um, no, I'll take uh, what it's listed for. Thanks. And like five minutes later, they replied, okay. <laughs> like, all right, yeah. great. Yeah, it's so, worth it. It's yeah. Worth a try. Yep. So uh, they put down their initial deposit and assuming they don't have any major concerns with the inspection, which they're having tomorrow, um, everything should be proceeding as of Monday. And at that point, we're technically not at the point of no return, but we're kind of at the point where they pretty much have to give up their deposit if they bail out. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I believe I will comfortably uh, be able to swing the new car. And then when I get the complete payoff, I'll, you know, be able to pay off, well, all my debt ex again, except my mortgage. So I'm, I'll be in a better position at that point. Cool. And uh, plus, I'll have, a, you know, a nice electric vehicle a year early. And it'll be a really nice one. Because, dude, I test drove one yesterday. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so the first thing that really impressed me was the um, the autopilot, which mm -hmm. is really just, you know, the driver assist. It's not full driverless auto, right? Uh, that feature is coming in the future. But um, right now, that's not legal. And, you know, they don't have all the bugs worked out of it. But I did play with autopilot 
yesterday and uh, it was really really cool going on down the highway we were uh, moving along down on the mass turnpike and um you know my hands were on or about the wheel at all times my foot was near the brake getting ready at any time uh but in you know by and large that car was driving itself around it was pretty amazing cool and um you know i was pretty comfortable uh the whole time like with the way it was doing things uh i gotta say i was more comfortable with the car driving me than i have been with a lot of human drivers (laughs) you should let my 16 year old daughter drive you no she's she's good no no you should let my new tesla drive your 16 year old daughter (laughs) so i don't like uh, the way that sounds <laughs> yeah, I guess that could be uh, interpreted uh, to be badly. But anyway, <laughs> no, no, you two, you, your, your daughter should meet my Tesla. They'd get along great. They'd get along great. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there was one, um, one little hiccup though. At one point, we were driving along, and the Tesla very clearly got confused uh, at a an intersection. Mm-hmm. Where the the oncoming traffic in the left lane was, you know, turning to cross over our um, uh, our lane, and the Tesla did attempt to turn left towards the oncoming traffic. I felt the steering wheel like move a little bit to the left, and I <laughs> jerked it back the other way. Yeah, <laughs> so that was kind of interesting to say the least. So, um, you know, it's, uh, that's why they say, that's why it's, you know, really, really meant for highway stuff and not, you know, <laughs> in situations where you have oncoming traffic. I was like, okay, good to know. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was good. So, yep. Well, and yeah, I mean, what is it? The litigious society that we have is that yep. the, the, uh, I don't know if you remember a case a long time ago where somebody had a, a, a rv with cruise control and turned on cruise and got in the back and it ran off the road and they yeah, sued and won and yeah. <laughs> but i'm like yeah it, it almost makes it you know it it's almost like quashing the american spirit of you know because if it was too bad companies like tesla would never ever try to evolve to something because they're like no way we're just going to be sued there's no way we can ever do it there's no you know no way we could ever do a chance i mean we as a people society just have to be careful yeah but apparently we don't yeah (laughs) (laughs) nice nice so yeah i'll have to uh i'll have to uh, ride i don't know how i'm going to well, I know how I'd get to Boston. I would either fly and take a train up, and uh, you have to drive me in the in the Tesla. That sounds like fun. Well, as it happens, um, the one that I'm looking at, assuming it's still available next week after I, you know, reach the point of no return with my uh, sale, um, it's located in Cincinnati. Yeah. So I, but so there would be a two thousand dollar transfer charge to bring it here. Oh man. <laughs> so I'm probably just going to catch a flight out on a Friday afternoon or a Saturday and drive back. You think you could do that cheaper than $2,000? 
Uh, one way flights like three hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus, it would be a really good bonding experience between me and my new car. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the other thing is too is when you when you purchase a vehicle, you pay sales tax in the state in which it's purchased, and oh, nice. the, their sales tax rate is a half a percent cheaper than it is here in Massachusetts. Oh, that's even better. So there's really, you know, other than the time investment, I mean, you know, 300 bucks out there, Cincinnati, we're talking, you know, comfortably, it should be a two day drive. So I'll probably, you know, I'll have to get a hotel room for the night on the way back or something. But I think I can still do that and come ahead of uh, the $2,000 transfer charge. Yeah. Well, you can, well, no, Bill Wright's in Columbus or I mean, the Cincinnati's up on the board, or no, Cincinnati's on the southern border, right? Right. Yeah. Bill's a little a, a ways away from there. But, well, cool. That's exciting. So, the, uh, uh, was the Tesla running on Google Maps? It does use Google Maps, yes. Okay. Yep. So they have Google Maps and they've got it on the big, you know, like 17 or 80, whatever it is, inch display in the center console. Um, <laughs> but it also has it in the uh, like in the instrument cluster. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool having it right there, you know, like where your eyes are already going to see things like the speedometer and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, it's nice. It was it was pretty slick. Um, and at one point. I wanted to also just, you know, test the acceleration on this thing. Uh-huh. And so we were at a, like a side street trying to come out to, uh, you know, a, a, a service road where the speed limit's like 40 or something. So being, you know, like Boston people are, of course, they were doing like 60 down this thing, yeah. which makes it you know, can be challenging to get onto that, uh, you know, to merge into traffic. Uh, but I saw an opening where like under no circumstances under my Subaru, would I ever try to fit in? But with the Tesla, I just told everybody who was in the car, because I had two friends with me as long, uh, as well as the, uh, the sales guy. I was like, all right, hang on. I just, you know, stomped on the gas and boom, we were in. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, that was amazing. <laughs> so, so uh, it was pretty cool. That thing accelerates like a rocket ship, and we're not talking like you know ludicrous speed or anything like that. That's <laughs> yeah. not the the extra. This is the standard like what I don't know four point six seconds from zero to sixty. You know nothing 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 fancy. Not like the four point two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I was just like, wow, that was pretty slick. Plus they brought back the uh, free unlimited supercharging for life deal. So I could conceivably never pay for fuel again. Uh, nice. Yeah. I mean, even if I do, we're talking like, you know, a few dollars to recharge the whole thing mm-hmm. uh, to fill up the tank, so to speak. But I can hit supercharges and uh, chargers in the area and, you know, they're scattered around Massachusetts up in New Hampshire and stuff. So for all of my regular driving and stuff, there are superchargers available. So, uh, you know, I was like adding all these things up. It's actually not that crazy to go for one of these. Mm-hmm. How long, how long do you get to go on a charge? Uh, the, it's, it's based on the size of the battery and they start anywhere at the lower end. It's just like a little, it's like 215 miles. Mm -hmm. And then on the upper end, I think it's closer to like 300. 
Mm-hmm. And the one I was looking at is somewhere in the middle. I think it's like it's like 250 miles or so for uh, for a full charge. And how long would it take to do the full charge? When you do the supercharger, apparently it, uh, I don't remember if it's zero to 80% or if it's zero to full in about 20 or 30 minutes. Wow. And, uh, you know, so it takes a little longer than it does to fill up the tank. But, you know, you fill up the tank and while that's going in, you go inside and grab a snack or a drink, use the restroom, clean the windshield. And, you know, by then you've chewed up 20 minutes and you're ready to roll again. Yeah. Um, But if you do like a regular old trickle charge, like, you know, in a 220 uh, amp thing that you have installed at your house, if you don't actually have a supercharger installed in your house, you're talking like a full day or more to really completely fill up the tank. Okay. So to speak, again, tank, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, you know, but you figure out if you, you know, you leave the thing plugged in overnight, you're gonna have like, you know, a half a charge, half a half a full, you know, capacity. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very practical, you know, given that most people are not driving two or three hundred miles every day. Yeah. You know, so so I'm 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 really excited about this. Cool. Yeah, because I. I, you know, even like Nashville, Nashville's 20 miles away. So even if I drove to Nashville and back 40 or 50 miles and charged, I mean, that, that usage is going to be cleaned up before the morning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep. That's cool. Well, the way I, I look at it is I can go to, um, um, I can drive all the way up to New Hampshire or even to my parents' place in Vermont and I'm just over halfway, you know, half capacity on that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I figure I would get there. And as soon as I get there, you know, wherever I happen to land, I plug in and start trickle charging. And then by then I should be able to, you know, get back to at least reach a supercharger somewhere before, you know, coasting all the way back down home. Yeah. <laughs> Coast down the hill home. Yep, that's it. Well, it is mostly a downhill drive, uh, you know, coming back to uh, uh, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So. Well, cool. Cool. Yeah. So, so you mentioned Google. Google. <laughs> oh, yeah. Google. Our topic of the day. <sighs> yeah, this is our main topic, huh? Wow. Yeah. It's, it's not even Amazon. Yeah. Although on that note, I did buy a second Amazon Echo Dot uh-huh. because this week was Prime Day. We had Prime Day this week, and uh, it was like thirty-five bucks. So I did buy a second one for the for the bedroom. So yeah. So now Amazon can spy on me in the bedroom as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I couldn't think of why I needed another one, but now that the sale is gone, I can think of a couple reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it always the way? Yeah. That's, that's why when you see something cool on sale, you buy it and you figure out what to do with it later. Yeah. Isn't that? I thought as a married man, you would know that. That would be like, a, no, honey, we'll find a use for this. You know? Yeah. We'll find. We'll save it. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, what uh, yeah so so about Google so so you put the main question about it like is Google a monopoly yes that's the question 
And, you know, by some definitions, I would have to say yes. I mean, Google, I would say on the support, this this should be like an Intelligence Squared debate. I should submit this for a, a topics suggestion for them, for the <laughs> podcast. Um Here's here's why I would say Google is a monopoly uh, or evidence to support that. Number one, uh, the word Google has been has become synonymous with search the internet for something. Mm-hmm. But right? and, and you're saying as a monopoly as a search engine. Well, in this case, yes, yes, yes. yep. Just to clarify. Um, Right. But the the European Union and possibly others have also made a case that they have a monopoly on um, like cell phones or at least they have like monopolistic behavior, much like they did with Microsoft years ago when Microsoft was told to stop bundling programs like Windows Media Player and Internet Explorer with Windows. Yeah. They're accusing Google of doing the same sort of thing with um, Android and the application the apps that they bundle along with Android. Mm-hmm. So you know it's not uh, it's not unprecedented. So uh, you know that's there's there's definitely some people who think that they have a, a little bit of a monopoly there. Um, I submit further evidence uh, in the uh, search engine space. Back in February 2011. There was a really interesting article on the Google blog, which accused Bing and gave a lot of supporting evidence uh, that Bing was using Google to power their own search. (laughs) So when your largest competitor is using your service to drive their service, that that seems to support that, uh, you know, they've at least got a pretty good thing going, if not a monopoly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we definitely have to link that uh, that that article in the show notes. I mean, it was six years ago, but I remember reading that when the news broke and some wise guy quoted on that, oh, they should just have a little logo. It should just say Bing, powered mm-hmm. by Google. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and so I'm, I'm going to describe the behavior that you're talking about. So uh, what Google, well, one, we're talking about the search engine, but then Google is also being accused of recently as the 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 search results are more favorable towards Google's own products mm-hmm. which you know and I kind of have a hard time I have a hard time with this in that if it's my search engine my company my tools and you search for the best phone why would I not make my Google Android phone show up higher than an iPhone uh, I mean <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like, well, yeah, it's obvious. But then, you know, then we get to the the scale of the monopoly, and mm-hmm. it it just kind of stinks. I mean, I I get it. You know, you can't have a monopoly, but they're being punished for being successful. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, like the phones. It's a Google Android phone. The Android operating system was modified by Google. <laughs> they created it. Of yeah. course, it's going to have all their stuff. But, you know, well, same. They, 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 I mean, it is based on Linux, yes. on the Linux kernel, too. So they, they, they made something good out of it. But they, didn't, they didn't create it exactly from scratch. Right. No, yeah, that's why I said they modified the OS. Yeah. And, yeah. But, you know, it's kind of like Microsoft, too. When they, when they were putting their media player, it is their operating system. The, why can't I put my own tools in there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so I, yep. get, I get it, but it's still frustrating. Because yep. it, it would suck if you were, it would suck if I were Google and I'm like, I'm being punished because my search engine is so good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that's pretty much what's happening. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's, that's the thing. I guess there, you, you have to decide where that line is drawn. We have this whole, and I'm sure that, you know, people have written books on this whole thing about monopolies, you know, whether it was AT&T or Standard Oil. You know, we have a history, or, or Microsoft, we have a, a history with with monopolies mm-hmm. in in this country and, and other countries, too. Um, but we supposedly we don't like monopolies here. And, uh, you know, that's kind of um, it's kind of interesting to see how how they get handled or or mishandled or unhandled or whatever. So, well, you know, there's the the expression, you know, absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I heard uh, I, I once heard that it said as power corrupts. Absolute power is kind of neat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of neat. Yeah. Well, well, it, it, yeah. So, in my notes there, I said Yahoo should go away. They suck, uh, <laughs> and and they do. They're the they're the worst advertising. Uh, anything you do on there, it's it's gone beyond subsidizing with advertising. It's an advertising platform that also has email and can search. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but apparently it, it can't search anymore because it's powered by Bing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that they should just create their search engine and uh, run it through Google. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it's not unprecedented. <laughs> so so that I, I asked the question there. Should Bing, as a strategy sabotage their own product or just stop making it so Google will have to go away because it'll be eliminated as a monopoly. <laughs> that would be an interesting and complete reversal of the standard Microsoft strategy. But you know, Satya Nadella, he's really taking the company in a different direction, so pff, sure, why not? <laughs> Guys, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make our engines suck. Like <laughs> How bad? I mean, like, it's going to go away. It's going to be the worst, and then Google's going to go out of business because there'll be a monopoly. You know, know, I'll bet you you someone has floated that idea back in Microsoft. (laughs) Oh, God. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. So, well, and you you brought up the, um, the academic findings. So... What? Yes. So that was an interesting. Did you have a chance to listen to that article? That was in yes, the Wall Street I did. Journal. And it's it's yeah. not too long. It was like a six minute listen, and I listened to it on high speed, so it was like four minutes. Yeah. So we should definitely include a link to that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, in summary, what what you know, it says that Google has apparently been paying uh, academics and you know professors and stuff to write. Uh, well, I guess it's sort of you could say favorable reviews. 
or papers that are coming out in favor of Google, like supporting them and making them look good and stuff. <laughs> I was like, this is like the ultimate in, um, you know, uh, leaving fake uh, eBay feedback or <laughs> yeah. Amazon reviews. Now we're going to higher education and hiring professors to write academic papers saying that Google's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, from the professor's standpoint, they're like, well, all right, because I bet this, I bet my paper is going to show up as a high rating in Google. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be famous. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's that and then other stuff that was, uh, we talked about this actually on, an, on a different podcast over on Dismazed. Scott and I talked about Google and how they were saying that uh, they were having, uh, well, they, they came out, it came out that uh, Google apparently is not all that uh, good when it comes to equitable pay for women versus men. And uh, Google's defense was like, oh, well, we, we've had trouble finding uh, data uh, to, you know, with, to, to compare <laughs> and uh, see, you know, like what, what, what's good, uh, what's appropriate to, to, to pay women versus men. It's like, yeah, Google did this. I know it's so hard to find anything. <laughs> we, we've been looking for that information. We don't know what women should get paid. We can't find anything. We have no idea. We don't. There's no reference. Well, can't so, you just yeah. pay them the same as men? Well, we can't find that either. We don't know yeah, what anybody's no. getting paid. Can't find anything. I don't know. I don't know. But what's pay? Yeah. You don't even know. Am I getting paid? Because I don't I remember. Don't, I don't know. I don't even know what pay is. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, maybe I should. Maybe if I'll, uh, I'll look that up on Bing. Maybe I can find something. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, and that's definitely interesting. I, I forget, somebody was telling me, shoot, I can't think of the organization, uh, where it's an advocacy. Uh, actually, Brian LaChapelle from, from Canada was telling me they've got an organization up there uh, that, uh, that helps get women involved in IT. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an advocacy for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, of course, I... I I don't really care one way or another. Uh, I, do, I don't think you should force people to do things that they don't enjoy. If a woman enjoys IT, go for it. But, I mean, mm-hmm. don't make women who don't find it interesting to do IT do IT. And don't make men who don't find homemaking interesting be homemakers, you know? <laughs> well, are they do, forcing them into this? Well, yeah. I mean, no. No, they're not forcing them into it. But it's like, I wonder how many people get into it and they're like... I'm only doing this because I can get a, you know, a well-paying job, but I I hate it. (laughs) I hate this IT thing. Sucks. What is playing? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Forbes just all of a sudden kicked in on me. Oh, uh, pop behind ad or something like that? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Forbes (laughs) in Mongolia. (laughs) I've had this page open for, like, the whole podcast. (laughs) And it just recognized that. It just now recognized it. That's a, uh, it's a logic advertisement bomb. Awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, well, cool. So, yeah, I mean, I get, I, I guess I can, can concede that Google in the search arena is probably real close to a monopoly, but there are lots of arguments against it. And they're not doing anything to prevent other people from being search engines other than they're just so big 
Yeah, well, other than that, I mean, other than the fact that, like, how how many competitors have you seen come to Google, say, in the last 10 years that have had anything resembling a fighting chance? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I some of the local search stuff, maybe, but I, what are they using for their engine? What, how are they crawling? I mean, are they, they've got to be using Google to do those search engine things. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, I know like DuckDuckGo, when they started, they were just a, um, a front end for Google. Mm-hmm. And what they did was um, they just, you know, like filtered out, they anonymized your searches. So you could search all you wanted to in, um, uh, in, in, in Google, but it was anonymizing you. So because Google, you know, their, their big thing is they track the living crap out of you. <laughs> Yeah. You know, every everything you do and they profile you and hey, that's you know, that's how they make your mon- their money. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Um but uh DuckDuckGo essentially anonymized all that, but apparently now they are their own thing. They're they're they've got their own search engine. So um I haven't really used it that much. Um I did for a little while when I uh I guess before I had completely given up. And, and said, okay, hell, Google, you can have everything. Whatever. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. Right now, um, I, I don't know what other... I can't even, like, you know, l- think of all the big players. I'm really dating myself. Like, Alta Vista. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lycos. Yeah. <laughs> Dogpile. Oh, there was know, all these hot, different servers. Was it Hotbot? Hotbot, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That was one I liked. Yeah, Hotbot. Um, there were tons, and you know most of them have just gone away. And I don't even know, you know, it's like, pff, why bother? You know, what, Google's going to get the best results. But on that note, I can't stand. It was like four or five years ago. Google changed their algorithm, so. Even if you say like uh, today, okay, this this week I went to a CyberArk conference, and I was told by one of the uh, one of their support reps that they have a, a very active chat in uh, WhatsApp. So there's a a WhatsApp uh, chat room, and he says it is very active. There's people on there constantly and stuff. And I said, okay, great. Um, you know, uh, so I just said, well, I'll, I'll, I'll find it. I don't, you know, he said he didn't know the channel name off top of his head. I was like, oh, I'll find it. So I go to Google and I search for CyberArk WhatsApp chat or CyberArk WhatsApp chat room or something, right? Number one result, and it shows, Google shows this. It's like, okay, here's your search result. And oh, by the way, this does not include the word CyberArk. <laughs> It's the first freaking word in my search. So some, myself included, might conclude that it's the most important one. But we're going to just leave that out. (laughs) And so I was like, no, don't take me to cyberarc.com. Don't take me to whatsapp.com. Take me to a page that tells me where the stupid WhatsApp channel is. So that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so if you actually want all of the words that you are looking for to turn up in your search, you need to go into Google and click on the advanced search mm-hmm. to make that happen. That's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> That's really annoying. I thought you just put quotes around it, meaning you absolutely want this. 
Chat used to work. <laughs> used to work. Doesn't work anymore. <laughs> you need to go into advance. It's uh, it kind of sucks. So. <laughs> Yeah, love that. Love it, love it, love it. Well, you, you know why I, I actually went to Google back in the day was it just had a white page and it said Google and there was a search box. It mm-hmm. didn't bother me with ads. Yep. It was simple. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's still pretty simple. I mean, even their little animation of the day is very simple and amusing and and you don't even have to engage with it if you don't want to right yeah i mean the google google definitely has a lot of stuff but they've never really been masters of the user interface you know it's usually just simplicity is their thing and and yeah it's pretty decent i i like simplicity so i i I go with that Mm -hmm. but uh i mean compared to the yahoo homepage, (laughs) yeah Oh, I hear, uh, what's her name there? Uh, the, uh, the My Echo is talking out there in the other room. She must have overheard me say something again. <laughs> so, Back in the day, I was in a data center in, uh, it was it was Broadworks in Cincinnati? No, 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 it was, in, it was in Atlanta. We were moving to Cincinnati. And there was a big rack of Yahoo ser- servers there. I mean, it was, like, impressive. But... Yeah, that was back in 2000. 17 years makes a difference. Things change. (laughs) Yeah. Things change. (laughs) We didn't have driverless cars 17 years ago. No. (laughs) Yeah. We don't want cars run by Google right now. We really don't want cars running by Yahoo. (laughs) (laughs) Yahoo cars. (laughs) Well, at least the the good news is you're getting your wish. Yahoo is going away. Yeah. You know, the the whole, it's, I don't even remember what it's becoming now, but um, yeah, that's how much I care about it (laughs) or don't. It's it's going to be Bing and Yahoo. It's Bahoo. Bahoo. No, it's, uh, well, you know, it's the Verizon acquisition. So uh, anyway, who cares? (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Yahoo, just go away. So yeah, I want to say about that. Yahoo, I'm done. And on that note, I think I'm about done with this podcast. (laughs) About done. (laughs) That's all I had to say about that. Stick a fork in it. I'm done. (laughs) All right. So what are you going to do this weekend? Uh, this weekend, I have a long uh, road bike trip planned, and tomorrow morning is our semi-regular Krav Maga environmental class. What's meaning, that mean? It means we do it outdoors, mm-hmm. and um, tomorrow it'll be at a park, I believe. So it's going to be like outside you know, with a little bit of trail running for a warm-up out, outdoor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've done them before in um, parking garages mm-hmm. uh parking lots so it's generally you know trying to be like a little more realistic uh situation than just in a you know a gym yeah so uh it's a lot of fun i've done them several several times oh we did one at a, on a beach one time oh nice so that was fun you know it's like wow it's hard to stand and fight in this stuff <laughs> it's very slippery so um uh, yeah it'll be uh, it'll be interesting especially uh <laughs> scheduled to rain tomorrow and have like thunderstorms and stuff nice. <laughs> so yeah that'd be fun <clears throat> yay have, have you ever had uh, anybody call 911 on you guys yep 
<laughs> there's we a <laughs> there's a riot. <laughs> we well, we were up. To, we were at the top level of a parking garage, and uh, you know, some of the people were getting a little, uh, a little rambunctious, and you know, like calling for help and stuff because uh-huh. it, it was a simulation of like a kidnapping or something like that. And you know, you get the gun away or get the gun off the guy or something, and then you run and scream for help. And uh, someone ran and screamed for help, and someone heard that, called the cops. <laughs> And they were clearing out the parking garage level by level, moving up, 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 until all of a sudden the police cruisers come pulling up around the top, and we're like, oh, son of a... (laughs) And of course, they recognized us. I mean, our teacher does training for police, so as soon as... Luckily, it was one of his students came up. He's like, oh... Dennis, what are you guys doing? <laughs> well, and that's when Dennis said, "Peter, you were the one who's supposed to call them and let them know." <laughs> it wasn't my. Oh, my bad. Oh, man. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. So, yep. cool. so all that's right. all I got. I think that'll do it. Yep. So. So, I think it is time to hit the big red button. Indeed. <laughs> Have a good weekend. Thanks, you too. You going to tell people how to get in touch with us? Um, who, us? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, us. Yes, if you would like to leave us some feedback, please do so at our website at www.blurringthelinespodcast.com. And listener, we are talking to you. We want to hear what you... Uh, you want to hear about and we'll talk about it maybe i mean probably yeah sure (laughs) (laughs) pretty good chance i mean you know we 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 do we 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 pay attention to our uh to the 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 feedback that we got yeah we do the feedback that we have gotten we have listened to yeah absolutely uh, other than the spam we did get a spam one uh we We pay attention to that too (laughs) yep and they got uh they got uh banned because it was spam. Spam. Spam Spam. ban. Spam ban. (laughs) All right. We're out of here. Out of here. Have a good weekend. Big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.